Good afternoon and welcome to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And I am celebrating two years on the air today. I want to thank all of you for your continued support. Love from the Hip was created with the intention of empowering others to help and love themselves. Aside from weekly skin tips, you will hear me spotlight amazing souls from around the world who are making a difference by helping others in their own way. Together, we can all make a difference, and it starts with love, love from the hip. The first recorded dream dates back to early Mesopotamia. The earliest recorded dream journal was painted in a cave during the Upper Paleolithic period, and it was the Egyptians who were the first to create a dream book dating back to the early reign of Ramses II. This dream book consists of roughly 108 dreams labeled good and bad. This papyrus interprets the recorded dreams and describes 78 activities and emotions. The Egyptians believed dreams were oracles, answers given to them by the gods. They divided their dreams into three categories, those in which the gods demanded things, those that were warnings, and those that came to them during dream rituals. They even constructed dream temples to help them induce prophetic dreams or those of healing. The ancient Greeks and Romans also believed dreams to be messages from the gods or from the dead. They, too, built special dream temples. Some of the great minds of ancient Greece, like Hippocrates, believed the soul received images during the day and at night worked to produce images. Aristotle believed dreams were a result of physiological functions and helped to diagnose illness and predict the onset of diseases. In early China, dreams were explained as two aspects of the soul— one being freed from the body to journey, and the other remaining in the body. Sigmund Freud revolutionized the study of dreams by introducing the first dream analysis. In the interpretation of dreams, Freud developed a psychological technique to interpret dreams and devised a series of guidelines to understand the symbols and motifs which appear in our dreams. Dreams, according to Freud, are manifestations of one's deepest anxieties and desires, often relating to repressed childhood memories. Perhaps one of the greatest dream interpreters of all time is Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung. Jung described dreams as messages to the dreamer. He believed recurring dreams suggested a person is neglecting an issue, which he referred to as compensation. Jung also theorized that memories formed throughout the day played a role in dreaming. They left impressions on the unconscious to deal with when the ego was at rest. He also called this day residue. Jung also believed dreams integrate our conscious and unconscious lives and that they seem to form a pattern of process he called individuation. Jung explained that if one pays attention to one's dreams over a period of years, certain contents emerge, disappear, and turn up again. And if one watches this meandering design over a long period of time, one can observe a hidden directing tendency at work creating a slow process of psychic growth or the process of individuation. This psychic growth cannot be brought about by a conscious effort, only involuntarily, more specifically through dreams. Dreams mainly occur during the REM or rapid eye movement stage of sleep. The average person has three to five dreams per night. During REM, the release of neurotransmitters is suppressed. Dreams are transmitted through the right inferior lingual gyrus. Most people are unaware they are dreaming because the prefrontal cortex, which is the part of the brain responsible for logic, decreases in activity. Almost all dreams only last 5 to 20 minutes. REM sleep episodes and the dreams that accompany them lengthen through the night. The first is said to be the shortest with a duration of approximately 10 to 12 minutes, the second and third episodes increasing to 15 to 20. The rate of dream retrieval is increased when awakenings are made from the last REM period of the night. The existence of REM and its correlation to dreaming was revealed 50 years ago in a brief report in the journal Science by Sleep, sleep Experiments conducted in Chicago by Asarinsky and Kleitman. Asarinsky, after studying infants and adults during sleep with the help of EEG recordings and his Offner Dynograph, discovered what he first wanted to call jerky eye movements, but instead settled on REM. And by waking people up from sleep during REM periods, he found that the rapid eye movements were correlated with the recall of dreams. Before the realization of REM, it was just assumed that sleep was merely a passive state where the brain simply switched off. Dr. David Maurice character characterized REM as a much-needed biological process to supply oxygen to the cornea of the eye. Without REM, our eyes would suffocate, he says. 
This REM debate concerns the relation between physiologic events such as REM and dream creation, establishing the dreaming sleep of more of a physiological function and nothing more. Young, on the contrary, after extensive work with his patients, said each dream reveals another answer to unravel why it is one does things which hinders one to tick normally. No dream is unintelligible. Each dream allows the unconscious to produce data to eventually get the big picture. According to Young, if a man has the full picture and moral stamina, he can then be cured, assuming he applies what he has learned or not. As Young said, the dream is the small hidden door in the deepest and most intimate sanctum of the soul. Today, I have the pleasure of having Michael Sheridan on my show. Michael is Ireland's number one dream analyst, radio host of So You Think You're Awake, and author. Michael will share how he became a dream analyst, why it is important to interpret your dreams, and how to interpret them. Plus, we will open up the phone lines later so you can ask Michael to analyze your dream. So stick around after this quick break. Hypnotherapy helps you discover and explore deep, sustainable life changes. Let Sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind. Rid yourself of negative behaviors, fears, pains, and emotions. Weight loss, smoking, childhood drama, chronic pain, and much more can be addressed. Begin healing now. Just $100 for the first session. Learn more. Sakura Skin and Mind.com. S A K U R A Skin and Mind. Bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. On the path to good health and well-being, Alternative Talk 1150 is the station for you. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe and share my YouTube channel and podcast, Love from the Hip. That's HYP, anywhere you can find podcasts. Today, I have the pleasure of having Michael Sheridan on my show. Michael is Ireland's number one dream analyst, author, and radio host of So You Think You're Awake. Hey, Michael, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me, Sakura. And it's lovely to have you in the studio. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Since you work here. Yes, I've never seen the place. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to ask you, what do dreams mean to you? So dreams are your unbreakable link with source. So it's your higher self talking to your soul. It's actually a dialogue between your higher self and your soul uh, telling you, how far out of alignment you are with what your life purpose is and what you need to change, why you need to change it. And, uh, of course, then the subconscious jumps in and says, well, here's why I'm not following the advice. Hmm. And so we can learn a lot when we look at our dreams, but we have to realize the perspective they come from. So I often trick people by saying, do you agree you have a soul? And almost everybody will say yes. And the answer is no, you don't. You are a soul and you have a body. And your dreams come from the perspective of knowing fully that you Uh, are the soul Mm -hmm. and not the body. And so we look at things from a human perspective, from a physical perspective. Our dreams don't. Okay. I was going to ask you, so it's more than just a physiological function. Yes. Yes. I mean, there's elements of that. You know, your dreams are going to also be about the events of the day, what went on. Um, But they're kind of like, they're just the background. It's like the radio signal uh, is just the carrier wave for the information. So the things that went on are the carrier for what's placed in there. So somebody might say, well, I dreamed of playing music, so but I'm a musician, so it doesn't mean anything. And then uh, I'll say, well, you dreamed of the piano. Do you play the piano? And they say, no, I play the violin. So, okay, well, then we can still interpret that dream because it's the difference that matters. What's What stands out in the dream, not what's normal to your day. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's valid. <laughs> that's great. How long have you been a dream analyst? 30 years. That's a long time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> how did you become a dream analyst? Like, How does that just happen? Um, my, there's, there's a long story to it, but a short, the short answer is my, uh, sister wanted to do, uh, a course and I didn't want to do it. So I eventually, she persuaded me to do it. I mean, I just went along to heckle because I thought everybody who worked in the spiritual field were idiots and fraudsters and Hmm. all sorts of things. And so it was going to be fun for me to go, but I had already had a spiritual awakening of sorts. And obviously I wasn't that open. Um, and it, I had tried lots of different things, read every book I could, done every course I could afford. And, and none of them really gave me the answers. And I expected the dream course to be the same. But when it answered everything, like it really floored me, described me to a T, warts and all. Dreams don't hold back any punches. They, they tell yeah, you how yeah, you yeah. are. Um, I, I was like, oh, my gosh, my dreams are the oracle. 
they give me all the answers and I've been going everywhere else. And I just launched myself into studying dreams. Huh. And, uh, and you had the, them all in you. <laughs> all the answers. We all do. Right. That's the thing. Exactly. We all do. And it's not like, you know, you, I would get readings and I'd be like, OK, I'm not sure if that's true or not. When you analyze somebody's dream and you analyze it correctly, well, that's the important point, yeah. um, it resonates with them because the dream comes from them. So it's like, OK, I understand that and I know you've got the message right. Right, right. It's very similar to hypnotherapy. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And those two therapies go very well together. Yeah. So you can take somebody's dream, somebody's um, the, what the dream is asking them to do and, and they're rejecting. So, for instance, if somebody is building a wall in a dream, or build, uh, which represents putting a wall around your heart, keeping people at a distance, you can use hypnotic techniques to go back into that dream, reimagine the wall and break it. Mm. They, you need to know what you want to do, but it's they really go uh, hand in glove. That's awesome. So how did you end up becoming the number one dream analyst in Ireland? <laughs> I I picked, my brother gave me the the idea of using the name Ashling because Ashling is the Irish for dream or vision. And uh, it's a common name in Ireland. But um, so I called it Ashling Dream Interpretation. And because I gave it a name, I started getting calls from radio stations, TV shows. And I was very quickly, like within a few months of launching myself i was on national tv uh, every six weeks i was on radio shows all the time hmm. and so it just kind of happened i didn't have to push any doors yeah. um and i but i think it's because i picked a name and so it looked like a company i mean it is you know right. that's the umbrella i still do all my work under uh, the ashling school but um i think that had a huge um aspect to it but it was lucky for me and also your intention why you yeah, abs- into it in the first place. Absolutely my intention. Yeah. You know, it, I have a huge passion for dreams. I, I, they're just so amazing. And 30 years later, I'm more passionate about them than I ever was. And, and that's <laughs> really lucky to be in a career where you just really love that. And that's because people can give you dreams and they'll still, I'll still get dreams with symbols that I scratch my head over. And when you work it out, there's a great sense of achievement of, oh, like, okay, that's what that means. This is fantastic. Right, right, right. I love how that dream went together, you know. Awesome. And did you take classes as well? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I, uh, the guy who taught me, George Radigan, uh, he'd been doing it for a long time, for decades too. And uh, so I did every class he ever did um, or he ever taught. And then after that, I did psychology and lots of other things to, you know, that reinforced everything that I'd learned and, and many other things. Because like I said, I had read voraciously and I had done a lot of courses. So if somebody's dreams say, hey, you have this particular ability, like you're a hypnotist, or you're um, a spiritual healer, I know about those gifts and I know how to use them and I can explain them to people and how it feels and so Mm. on. So So you're speaking their language. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. But remember, this is a live show. So if you would like to ask Michael to analyze a segment of your dream, please call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. Men, care for your skin properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers their Gentleman's Groom Clinical Facial for just $120. Designed for your rugged skin, a deep cleansing clinical facial is like a one, two, three punch to wrinkles, age spots, and problem skin. Tame those brows, ears, and nostrils. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles, one clinical facial at a time. Learn more sakuraskinandmind.com S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com The veil is a line between physical and non-physical realities, between spirit and matter. Listen in to Go Beyond the Veil, an exciting new show every second Wednesday of each month from 2 to 3 p.m. In this engaging and informational jam-packed radio hour, hosts Sakura Sutter and Rory Reich interview folks who make a living crossing the veil, assisting others on their journeys of healing and self-discovery. Drawing from their own experiences, Sakura and Rory have come to realize how challenging it can be to understand it all. So they will ask the hard questions to not only reveal more truths and clarity, but in an effort to make spiritual sense. They hope by offering you, the listener, a resource where science meets spirituality that you too can finally put your skepticism to rest once and for all. So join them as they go Beyond the Veil. Did you know that your skin is your body's first defense against disease and infection? BrioTech knows. 
and has developed their topical skin spray to enhance your skin's natural healing responses and defenses. BrioTech is all about providing its customers products that help promote skin wellness. BrioTech Topical Skin Spray is a light misting spray, free of added fragrance, oil, alcohol, and parabens. All this protection without clogging your pores. It's a must addition to your all-around daily skincare regimen. Try BrioTech, a collection of sprayers from two ounces to eight ounces. With this bundle, you can have BrioTech Topical Skin Spray wherever life takes you. All natural and safe to use from head to toe. Irritations, redness, post-procedure sensitivities? Get BrioTech Topical Skin Spray today. Learn more at BrioTechUSA.com. That's B-R-I-O-T-E-C-H-U-S-A.com. Support your skin at BrioTechUSA.com. And use promo code BRIOONAIR for 10% off your purchase. That's BRIOONAIR for 10% off your purchase at BrioTechUSA.com. Bringing good vibes to the Puget Sound and the world. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. Today, I have the pleasure of having Michael Sheridan on my show. Michael is Ireland's number one dream analyst, author, and radio host of So You Think You're Awake. And if you would like to call in for a mini dream analysis, call one 298 KKNW or 425-373-5527. So, Michael, I want to ask you, what do you say to those who say, I don't dream? I say, do you lie much? <laughs> um, it, a lot of people think they don't dream, but everybody dreams. And you, you talked about it at the start of the show. There's a 90-minute cycle um, that we go through repeatedly throughout the night. And we dream once in that cycle, I mean, the, in the REM state. And the REM state is just a little bit below conscious awareness it's it's almost at conscious awareness now we do have we can have other dreams at other parts but that's the main thing and everybody goes through it they've studied this enough the only people who don't have dreams are people in a coma hmm. okay so can i ask then if you don't remember your dream that doesn't mean that the subconscious isn't still getting receiving the message no no you're getting it you just don't think it's important and there's a couple of reasons big reasons one is if you're burning the candle at both ends and not getting enough sleep then absolutely you're you're like you're jumping out of bed too fast there's not much interest uh, in your life to get to stop and listen to a dream because you have to get ready for whatever it is you're doing um but if you if you set the alarm uh clock for an hour before you need to get up like if you have two alarms then you've got most of your sleep already done and your next level of sleep is going to be lighter mm. and so you're much more likely going to remember those dreams people usually remember the dreams on vacation specifically because they don't have to jump out of bed yeah, and so, they're more relaxed. Yeah, it's take your time getting out of bed. Try remember your dreams with your eyes closed before you uh, wake up for the day. Is there anything that we can tell ourselves before we go to bed? Yeah, there there are techniques you can do, and I have them uh, on my website. There's there's lots of free stuff on my website. Um, but one of the techniques is to take a glass of water, drink half of it before going to sleep te- while telling yourself you're going to remember a dream tonight, and then in the morning uh, drink the other half. Okay. Um, there's a little bit more to it than that, but <laughs> but it's it's the suggestion. Like as you know, if, if you're kind of like it's a self hypnosis thing where you're right. saying to yourself, "I'm gonna, this is gonna happen," and um, in time, you, you follow. <laughs> so your you, brain does what you're telling it to do. Right. When you make it a task. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what does a recurring dream mean? So if it's just the one time that you've had, or you know, you're having this one dream in a period of your life and it's repeating then you're not getting the message. You're not accepting the message. Um, but usually people will have a dream uh, repeated over a number of years. So it's like, oh, I dreamt of uh, doing my college exams again, and I've had that dream before, years ago. And so there can be about different things. But if it's just in a, in like in succession, uh, then it's a, you're missing the message that's important, and your higher self wants you to know that you're missing the message. But even if you don't have recurring dreams, you can be pretty assured that all the dreams you have in the same night are about the same subject matter, just using different symbolism. Okay. And the same will be true from night to night. Um, so it's it's interesting then that your dream will say, okay, your higher self will say, I'm going to use the same symbols because I want you to get this. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, for my own personal self, I've always had zombie dreams since right. I was a child. Right. Um, so is that normal, too, for the recurring dream to carry over from your childhood? Uh, sometimes, for some people. And so zombie dreams can be about a number of things. They can be about... 
digestive system. And a lot of it is you look at what's going on in my life every time I have this dream. Mm. Another thing a zombie dream can be about is what are you doing with your life? Are you doing what you came here to do? Or are you just, uh, have you just fallen into the trap of getting on the treadmill and just walking in the one direction the whole time? And more often than not, that's what zombie dreams are about. And you're just following the herd. Yeah, following the herd and you're just marching towards your death without uh, really <laughs> achieving what it is you came here to achieve. That sounds dark. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they are. Which brings me to my next question. What do you have to say about nightmares? So nightmares are dreams that you're going to remember. You know, the, the interpretation of a nightmare is not necessarily any different from an idyllic dream where you wake up and you feel it's really good. Like the same brother who told me, use the name Ashling uh, in my company name, um, he would say, I had a brilliant dream last night and I'm not telling you it because you're going to spoil it. <laughs> but, but the same is true for nightmares. The interpretation can be something really positive that you want to know about. Okay. And, um, and so you have to look at the dream. It, but it's just going to be, it's a dream that you've no difficulty remembering hmm. because of the fear state of it. So when are our dreams the darkest, would you say, in our lives? Oh, <laughs> That's an unusual question. Um, <laughs> so when you're in a position to where you can actually do something about a problem, that's when they're going to get darkest. Uh, if you then start doing a therapy, your dreams will get darker than they've ever been. Hmm. And th then you want to see that. So any therapy you ever do, no matter what it is, if your dreams don't get dark afterwards, the therapy isn't working. Huh. So basically the dreams are going to be reflecting that you are now looking at the issues that the therapy is intending to look at. And that's kind of scary and it's kind of all the other things you have reasons you don't want to look at those things and now you're looking at them and your dreams going to reflect it <laughs> but then your dreams will change and so that there is a cycle in therapy where you can see the dreams get dark uh, then you head into dreams where there's like battlefields and conflicts uh, then you head into where there's people in bandages and bloodied uh, and you know that's the next positive phase because it's like okay they've been through the worst and now they've they've got treatment and they're starting to heal. And so that reflects that stage of, of therapy. And then the next stage is the nemesis that has been uh, haunting you in your dreams. You meet them and usually there's somebody you realize, oh, I went to high school with you. I, I didn't realize it was you. Or typically they're the one that says that to you. And then you no longer have that issue. It's gone. Huh. And so you want to see that kind of cycle regardless of any therapy you're doing. That's what you want to okay. see. Okay. And then what about if we're experiencing a trauma in our life? Will our dreams also be dark? No. They usually are very, very nice. So um, people who survived Auschwitz reported their dreams were idyllic. Mm. But then when they were freed, their dreams became very dark and they kept dreaming that they were back there. But, but then they were in a position where they could do something about it. Your dreams will never tell you about something you can't do anything about. So that's one of the good things about dreams. Um, you know, so your zombie dreams <laughs> means there's something you can do right. to, to fix that. And um, so people after Auschwitz they're in a position where they could get the therapy and the help uh, to help them overcome the amazing trauma that they had suffered. Um, and so your dreams will pick the times when you can deal with it. And they, that's the only time you're ever, they're ever going to pick on something and say, do the work. That's so fascinating. <laughs> Does everyone have the gift of prophecy in their dreams? You know, kind of in a way, anything behind you in a dream is your past. So if you're being chased by Frankenstein or Dracula in your dream, they're always behind you, of course. And, and so it's something in your past that you need to turn around and look at. And of course, we don't want to. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but that's what it's going to be reflective of. But anything in front of you in a dream is your future. So if something is, is very distant in, the, uh, in your dream, so way up ahead, then that dream is telling you this is where you're heading. This is something that's coming your way. It doesn't have to be something good or bad. You know, it just this is something uh, on your path that you're going you're gonna to encounter. Now, that's different from if you actually have the gift of prophecy. People who have that, they can have a dream about something exactly how it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But in their dreams, uh, they will always feel like they have like a tight band around their waist or around their forehead. There is always that sense of pressure at one of their chakras and they're going to feel it. And so anybody who has the gift, when I say to them, hey, you get this feeling too, they're always aware of it. I've never come across somebody who wasn't aware of that feeling. And that lets them know when you wake up, if you dreamt of your mother dying and you didn't have that feeling, it's not prophetic. It's just okay. symbolic. And so don't panic. So I tend to dream about women being pregnant or. Oh, excellent. Or when they're actually going into labor. Right. <laughs> but I have to pay attention to that feeling. So are you saying in reality you, you dream of that? Um, so. 
you didn't have a friend who's pregnant and then they tell you two months later, guess what? I'm having a kid. And you're like, I know. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So so, So I've lost a lot of girlfriends over the years. (laughs) (laughs) So so it depends on when you know. So um, if you knew about it when they were already pregnant, it's not really prophetic, but it's still amazing. And it shows you that you're able to pick this up, this information up. And how are you picking it up? In your case, you've got the hypnotic ability, which means you remember encounters on the astral plane. You probably have lots of dreams with dialogue and dreams with flying and things like that. And so you meet somebody on the astral plane and you're going, hey, you're pregnant. It's great to see you're pregnant. And then you wake up and you go, I think Alison's pregnant. And, <laughs> and that's just because you have that other gift. But it does, it's not about being prophetic, if you know what I mean, because right. it's already happened. Okay. So what about when you dream about a person that you haven't talked to in a long time and then all of a sudden you hear from them? Again, in your case, you've met them on the astral plane. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know that you're going to, like, you, you met there, you had this conversation, said, let's get in touch, and, and you know it's going to happen. Now, if you get a sensation, like, just before the phone rings, somebody that hasn't talked to me in a long time is on that phone, that's a different thing. But in your case, because we already know you're a master hypnotist, yeah. we know that you have ways of getting out information that other people don't. Okay. So, and with the astral plane, can we just elaborate on that? Do you also think that people during their dreams travel? Um, well, when we're having our dream, we're caught back into our body. So, well, everybody can leave their, their body during sleep. Um, and most of us do, most nights. And we go to the astral plane. And we can meet loved ones. We can meet our guides. Uh, we can meet people who are still here, like your pregnant friends. <laughs> and, and so we can have conversations. We can do all sorts of things. And then we have a dream. And we weave in the conversation from our guides into these dreams or even conversation from other people. And so when when you can see that, if you see a guide's message in a dream, that's the only message that's ever infallible. If you could recognize a guide in your dream, whatever they're telling you to do, you should absolutely do it because they're the spiritual authority in your life. Hmm. They know why and they know all the things about it. That's great. Did I answer your question? I feel like I deviated there. (laughs) No, you did. All right. All right, well, we're going to take another break, but stay tuned for the Weekly Skinny. And remember, you can call in for a brief dream interpretation after the break, 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. On this Weekly Skinny, I would like to discuss what some dream symbols pertaining to skin and beauty mean, according to Michael Sheridan, Ireland's number one dream analyst. In a candid conversation with Michael, he explained that if a woman dreams about herself aging, It means she needs to rejuvenate her feminine energy. She needs to be more authentic, compassionate, and kind. If a man dreams of aging, then it means he needs to focus more on his male energy, his confidence, and his worthiness. And oftentimes, if a person dreams of the opposite sex aging, then they are lacking that energy in their lives and need to focus more on bringing it in. If a person dreams about acne, it means they are not seeing themselves as beautiful. This tends to stem from their childhood where they may have been teased or bullied, which can include their parents and lends to their limiting beliefs carried over into their adulthood. If one dreams of toenails or fingernails, it typically revolves around children. Dreaming of painting one's nails emphasizes female energy and opening up one's heart. The color of the nail polish also has a unique significance. And if you think about how animals carry their youth with their teeth, This too correlates to us, yet we oftentimes forget we are animals. So if one dreams about losing teeth, typically this can mean there is a physical problem with fertility, or one is even questioning whether or not they should have kids. And if one loses their teeth and then looks in the mirror in the dream to check, well then this means a person is wondering if they have what it takes to be a good parent. And according to Michael, this is a good sign because it means the person has gotten to a place in their relationship where they feel comfortable enough to potentially have and raise children with them. If one dreams about hair, they are essentially focusing on their thoughts. When one dreams of having their hair done by a hairdresser, this is good and means they are getting help to change the way they may think about something. If one dreams about their hair being put in a bun or pulled back, then their thoughts are restricted. If one dreams that they are beautiful, this of course is good and generally is an uplifting dream. And as Michael explained, most people do not dream of themselves being ugly, but instead will dream about someone else or something being ugly, which actually is regarding limiting beliefs about themselves. These beliefs were most likely acquired during their childhood, which has them feeling less than and not good enough. For more insight and wisdom on dreams, 
Check out Michael Sheridan's book called How to Interpret Your Dreams and Discover Your Life Purpose. Is your tween starting to experience a change in their skin? Want to get them on an easy at-home routine and have good skin hygiene? Allow Sakura Skin in Mind to help your tween out. This brief, deep cleansing and educational 35-minute facial is just enough to get your tween, ages 10 to 12 years old, started off in the right direction. Sakura Skin in Mind uses the latest in the clinical skincare industry to care for your tween the right way for just $65. Sakura Skin in Mind, treating skin out there with an of treatment and a pound of protection. Call 206-730-7429 or go to sakuraskinandmind.com. You found us. Maybe you've been guided to listen. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. Today, I have the pleasure of having Michael Sheridan on my show. Michael is Ireland's number one dream analyst, author, and radio host of So You Think You're Awake. And if you would like to call in for a mini dream analysis, call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. So, Michael, I want to ask you, if our dreams are our own unconscious relaying messages to us, how is it that you can interpret the dream symbols the same? Okay, so they're a message from our higher self to our soul, and our unconscious jumps in and, and says, well, here's what I think about that. So the unconscious is involved, but it's not the only member of the party. It's like a third party. Yeah. Well, <laughs> except we're, we're each of the parties. Right, so exactly. <laughs> all Me, us. myself, and I. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, and so, it, it's, so when you're saying, how can you interpret the symbols for the same way for everybody? So yeah. certain things, certain symbols have a universal or archetypal meaning. And this was a big thing that uh, Jung uh, came up with. And so certain symbols will mean the same thing for everybody, even if it's something you don't know anything about. Hmm. Um but you can have a personal association with a symbol that changes that meaning. So Paris, for instance, can be about romance and love. Um, and a lot of people will think of it that way. But if you've been to Paris and you had a horrible experience there, then it's not going to be about that for you. It's going to be about the, what it brought up for you when you were there. And, and so we can change any symbol whatsoever. But it's, I find it much more interesting to think that certain symbols to realize that certain symbols mean the same thing for everybody. So I do dreams for people from all over the world in all languages. And the dream language is the same for absolutely everybody. Mm. And a lot of people ask, why, if dreams are so important, do we dream in symbols? And the answer is really that dreams are our first language. We've been dreaming from while we were in the womb. We were dreaming for years before we knew how to speak the language that we speak. And so dreams are not going to change into the language, the spoken language we use, because they're actually our first language. And it's up to us. And like I said at yeah. the start, we have the cart before the horse. Uh, <laughs> the, it's, it's not all about the f- human and physical perspective. It's, so if we want to learn about ourselves through analyzing our dreams, we've got to learn their language. And then would you explain or would you describe symbols as re- uh, like metaphorical images? So it, it's kind of like certain symbols have, there's a key behind them. So anything to do with communication, for instance, um, would be about your you have the ability you have a special communication ability it usually means that you can channel you can talk to spirits so any anything that has that kind of key to it like the internet which is about communication phones are about communication uh, walkie-talkies two-way radios all that sort of stuff um would all mean the same thing um and so it's like it's the key there so people who have for instance an ability to do spiritual healing they're able to channel a particular energy through the body. They're able to channel powerful energy through the body and into their client. Mm. Um, now, others work with that, but so they channel that energy. So any symbol of power would indicate uh, that they have that ability. And so they could dream of the sun, they could dream of a nuclear, uh, or dream of a, a oil tanker or things like that. Anything that would be a, a raw source of energy or a generator means they have that ability. So it's, it's, it's more about what, what is the key behind the symbol rather than what is the symbol itself? Okay. All right. Thanks for sharing that. Um, so we're going to go ahead and take a caller. Right. We've got Brianne from Covington. Brianne, are you there? Hello. Yes, I am. Hi, Brianne. So for time's sake, we're going to ask you to pick a segment or something, a symbol in your dream that you're having a hard time deciphering. Um, it's actually a very, it's a dream that um, I'm, I remembered this week. And um, I'm calling in because of the conversation about uh, dreams and trauma, and I have a question about that. And so, 
I guess um, something that is big about it, um, it involves my brother and it involves him waking kind of from the dead um, because he passed away. Um, And just the emotion that came up with me and that experience of like, of wanting him back kind of. So Mm. um, that's like the biggest thing, I guess, is like, you know, in death, there's autopsy. And so I think in the dream when he, it's like, he, he, so is it okay to just tell the share of the dream or is this enough information? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, you haven't given me a lot of the dream there. Um, when did your brother pass? How long ago? So my brother passed, he, uh, he passed 12 years ago. Right. And so mm-hmm. is the dream is this week. Do you have these dreams regularly? It is It is actually not a dream that I had this week. It's just something that came up because I've been ah, okay. experiencing grief again. And it was a conversation that I had with friends. And so I was remembering that dream. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm curious. So the reason you ahead. would have that type of dream, we have enough. So you can you can send Sakura the dream. She'll send it on to me and I'll give you a full analysis of the whole dream. So but for the radio, uh, what we'll say is at the time of the dream, what the intention of the dream is to get to to have you overcome the the loss of your brother, the grief over the loss of your brother. And so by bringing him back to life, the dream is giving you a reprieve and um, and making you so in the dream, you would feel really good when you wake up. Of course, it's it's going to seem like the opposite. But the intention in the dream is to give you the healing, but also to say, look, there's something else happens when we die. Um, make you question that sort of thing as well. But the, the full intention of the dream is really to help you get over the loss by taking okay. for a brief moment in time, taking that loss away. And and so it yeah, really just he, points at the pain you were there, in. It was a combination of like, um, um, well, you know, with with there was a lot of trauma involved in it after he passed away because the autopsy was not right, and so I ended up having more like, um, uh, it's so it's so emotional and so traumatic as I speak of it. So I'm sorry, yeah, <laughs> having a hard time saying it, okay. but you know, um, the autopsy wasn't right, and so you know we could smell him, and so. It was so challenging, and I dreamt of it. I had the dream shortly after his passing, and, you know, we were at my grandmother's house, and he was laying on the couch, just like he would, obviously, in a casket or or at the table where I viewed him after he passed, and he sat up gasping for air, and then I said, he's alive, and then I ran, and I said, somebody put him back together. (laughs) Help him. (laughs) So we have uh, quite a period of time after somebody passes, and it varies for everybody. We all go through uh, stages of grief. And the timing and order of the stages of grief is different for everybody. And it's very personal. Um, but everybody goes through it. And so what I typically see is the first nine months of dreams after somebody passes are the harshest. And then after yeah. that, it tends to be more like uh, he shows up but he, and he's saying, well, I have passed, but I'm here with you now. And so that's right. I've had dreams like that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's all about, um, first of all, trying to come to terms with the fact that he's passed, uh, trying to heal mm-hmm. even just for a brief period of time that the loss is so strong, and then moving into, look, he's still around. It's just a different connection. He's still there. Yeah. I can still have conversations. Um, and But everybody does it. And then typically what happens is uh, he'll show up wearing the color combination red and white. And usually when, when he does that, then you are over uh, the worst part of it. You actually feel like, I can now live my life again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that color does that for you. But typically, wow. the person who's passed is the one wearing it. There, There is a reoccurring um, space in my dream where I'm in darkness. That's, that theme ha- keeps reoccurring. Uh, one of the dreams with my brother involved in that darkness is I was kind of curled up. Um, and there were people around, but I couldn't, you know, there were many people around. I did, couldn't see their faces. I just knew they were there. And my brother was like, I think he was in... He wore a lot of sweatshirts and um, kind of darker blue, and he was in his sweatshirt, and I saw him kind of weaving through to get to me, and then he came down to my level, and he smiled, and he kind of giggled. He gave a giggle, and he said, you miss me, don't you? And he reached out. Oh, that's (laughs) fantastic. And so here's another thing that's really interesting, and it disturbs a lot of people. When they dream of somebody who's recently passed, they usually won't make physical contact with them. They won't hold their hand. They won't hug them. And... And, and the reason is they don't want you wanting to be with them and then creating this subconscious uh, cascade oh, okay. that you leave as well. 
So they keep their distance for that reason. But when they start, when they when they know that you're okay, then they can be close to you in a dream again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's trying to help you get through what is a very dark period for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and the darkness also reflects, like, not really knowing how am I going to get through this. We we hit it, and there's no there's no amount of coaching or training in advance that helps you deal with a trauma. You just have to experience it and go through it. That's right. It's a process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, recently, this one's more recent, but it's, it's similar to this one I just spoke of about him reaching out to me. Um, it was kind of the same thing where I was in darkness, people around, I couldn't see them. And I saw my brother and this was like right before quarantine happened. And it's like I was trying to make that connection, make that eye contact with him. And but he was noticing everybody else around and he looked more concerned. And I and I just started crying and I woke up. Okay, so again, it's a little bit different. What I would focus on is the fact that in all of these dreams, you have that same symbol of darkness. That's where you need to Mm -hmm. do some work to to say, okay, why is that showing up? What do you need to do to heal it? There's always going to be something in the past and it could even be his passing that that needs to be examined in a therapeutic way, not just look at it again, um, but do it in a way with somebody that helps you uh, move beyond it and grow from the experience. No matter how dark yeah. something is, we can always grow from the experience and become a stronger person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's ultimately what the dreams are trying to do. It's ultimately what he's trying to do. He's wearing, a, you said, a navy blue. So he's trying to get you to lighten your philosophy of life with regard to his passing. Okay. But right. thank you for your uh, dream. Thank you, Brianne. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your time and Absolutely. appreciate your, your wisdom. <laughs> You're welcome. And with that, we're going to take a break, but everyone stick around for more Love from the Hip. Did you know that your skin is your body's first defense against disease and infection? BrioTech knows and has developed their topical skin spray to enhance your skin's natural healing responses and defenses. BrioTech is all about providing its customers products that help promote skin wellness. BrioTech Topical Skin Spray is a light misting spray, free of added fragrance, oil, alcohol, and parabens. All this protection without clogging your pores. It's a must addition to your all-around daily skincare regimen. Try BrioTech, a collection of sprayers from two ounces to eight ounces. With this bundle, you can have BrioTech Topical Skin Spray wherever life takes you. All natural and safe to use from head to toe. Irritations? Redness? Post-procedure sensitivities? Get BrioTech Topical Skin Spray today. Learn more at BrioTechUSA.com. That's B-R-I-O-T-E-C-H-U-S-A.com. Support your skin at BrioTechUSA.com. And use promo code BRIOONAIR for 10% off your purchase. That's BRIOONAIR. For 10% off your purchase at BrioTechUSA.com. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y. R-E-I-C-H dot com. Talk radio for the heart and soul. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe and share my YouTube channel and podcast, Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P, anywhere you can find podcasts. Today, I have the pleasure of having Michael Sheridan on my show, Michael is Ireland's number one dream analyst, author, and radio host of So You Think You're Awake. So, Mike, I want to ask you, can you briefly explain how maybe this pandemic is affecting dreams right now? So, yeah, a lot of people, like especially at the start of the shutdown, um, had dreams that were kind of nostalgic in nature. So dreaming about being uh, at the bar with friends from uh, college 
and things like that. And so lots of people had that type of dream where the dream was fun, but it was really about the fact that they had they were feeling they had passed up lots of opportunities for social socializing in the past. And now they they wish they hadn't done that (laughs) because now I have no opportunity to socialize. And so it it shows up that way in the dream. Um, A lot of people had dreams about uh, the end of the world Mm. and not necessarily the world ending completely, but just the world as they know it ending. And again, that's understandable because, you know, for so many people, they've lost their jobs, they've lost their health, they've lost um, all the normal. What they would do, they would say makes life normal for them is gone. And then it's like, what do I do in this space? And they don't know hmm. because, you know, people people get into kind of fur lined ruts and they do. They keep doing what they've always done. Uh, whereas if you're if you're always the type of person that's looking for growth and doing things, you will say, OK, well, now in this stage, I can learn a new language or I can I can right. do this because I have all this extra time and I don't need to make excuses to people as to, for why I'm not calling over. and things, Right. You know? But um, yeah, so it, it's really it's a mix of the two. But the end of the world, probably more so uh, are, are the more common. Um, but it's just the end of of what they're used to. And is that the common theme across around the globe? Because yes. you read for everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It really depends on uh, like Irish people had a lot more of the dreams about, you know, missing the pub. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense. <laughs> so can we talk about some of the common dream symbols? Like what does it mean to dream about spiders? So spiders are an irrational fear. Um, you know, we know if you see a spider in a room and, and you run from the room, you really know that that spider has no chance if you decide you're going to kill it. And, and yet the spider owns the room. So it, <laughs> it represents an irrational fear. So irrational meaning that uh, there's a fear that you have today that really doesn't have any basis in logic. It's not going to happen. You're just afraid of it. And so it's good if you have that dream, even though the dream feels horrible. If there's something you're thinking of doing and you're holding back, that dream is saying, look, your fears are irrational. They're not going to manifest. It's like a childhood fear about it. Just just do it. OK. And what about flying? Flying is very common. Flying means you've got your ability, which is to hypnotize, the ability to project your mind. Uh, it also that also that goes hand in hand with that is the ability to do absent healing on people and uh, also be very persuasive. That's what the mind projection huh. part is. So people would probably tend to do what you tell them is a good idea to do. They listen to you. Okay. And what about a partner dying? A partner dying is actually a really good dream. You tend to only have that dream when you... You're like you're with your partner for a while and then it hits the point where you're like, this could be the person. This could be him or her. And then you dream about them dying. And it's like now you've hit the point where you don't want to lose them. And the dream is showing that now your fear is losing this partner because I finally got somebody I like mm-hmm. <laughs> that I could, I could spend the rest <laughs> of my life with. So it's a really, really good dream to have because you okay. can't force yourself to have that dream. Yeah. It only shows up when you do care about missing them. Well, that's good to know. (laughs) So why would you think it's important for someone to come to you, a dream analyst, versus going online or looking in a dream book? So, well, if you look at things online, there are several rules to dream interpretation, and you don't really see this online. You see more and more now people are saying online the first rule, which is everything is you. Everything in the dream is an aspect of you. So if you dream of your friend, um, then it's about an aspect she has. So if she's very outgoing and confident and you're not, then the dream is saying, look, adopt more of that. But once you dream of her, it means you've got that ability. Um, and so that's one of the rules. Another is everything is linked to show cause and effect. So you have to link all the symbols. When you know what the subject matter is, you have to link everything to that subject matter. Uh, you also look at uh, what people are trying to avoid uh, in the dream. And there's various other things that you have to do. And if you're just looking at the symbolism, looking at the symbol and you you read... Um, you know, that uh, a book is about counseling or a library is about having a counseling ability. That's not telling you enough from that dream. There's a lot more gold in that dream that you have, you can only get at when you dig to, hmm. to, to put everything together. And, so it's just and touching the surface. It very much only touching the surface. And then the other thing is, it might actually be telling you, you don't have a counseling ability. Stop trying to learn how to do it. Huh. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> it's correct that it's in the dream, but you want to make sure that you get it right. Okay. So when you're analyzing dreams, are you also channeling information? Yes. And where does it come from? Uh, I used to lie about that. I used to, well, I didn't <laughs> lie. I just pretended it was all in the dream. Uh, so I, yeah, I look at the dream and I get uh, from my higher self, my uh, higher self connection, I can get what the dream is about. And then I channel uh, to see, did I get it right? And if I get something wrong or there's a piece I'm unsure about, my guides will tell me I got it wrong. And then they will help me with that piece of the dream to figure it out. So by the time I say to somebody, here's what your dream's about, I know that I've got it right. Hmm. 
And do you ever withhold information from a client? Not usually. Um, never anything that's in a dream. But sometimes your guides might tell you something very positive about a person. Like they might say, hey, this person's actually a guide. And uh, they say, but don't tell her. Okay. And, and that's because the reveal, whatever it is about the timing of the reveal is very important for them. And what's the most valuable thing you've learned in your years of working with <laughs> dreams? <laughs> that I have to keep constantly opening my mind. I, uh, I, I think I have an open mind and somebody will talk about something. I go, well, yeah, that's just rubbish. I'm saying it in my head, but I know it's wrong. <laughs> and then uh, I find out years later, you know, they were right. And that is true. And I should think I'd learn at this stage. Yeah. And it's fascinating coming from you. You said you were an atheist. Yes. And at one point you actually wanted to become a priest. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I, but software engineering was my background. So I, I like things to make sense. I, mm. I like things to have a very sciencey feel about them. And dreams and all this type of stuff, it doesn't really have that. So it was yeah. hard for me to get into it. And But I like it to be grounded. I like to be able to explain this is what this means. This is why it means this. Right. Uh, and if you ask me why does it not mean something else, I can tell you. <laughs> so can you share your book really quick? So I, I wrote a book. We well, have a couple, I know. I do. <laughs> My first one uh, is the dream book. And I wrote that in 2007. And it's called How to Interpret Your Dreams and Discover Your Life Purpose. And it's uh, pretty old. You talked about the Egyptians earlier, Joseph is on it uh, on the cover of the book oh. uh, the, <laughs> the Bible's dream analyst and um, and so if, if you go to my website dream-analysis.com you can get the dictionary for, from my book for free oh there. that's great and um, and if you get on that uh, if you do that you'll also be on my newsletter list you get lots of tips about how to remember your dreams uh, the top 10 most common dreams and 60% of us have had one of those dreams from the top 10 list huh and I love how your book just encompasses all different healing modalities. Yes. Why is it that you did that? Because, um, you know, you meet somebody and they'll say, hey, this is the only way to, to heal. This, you must do this. You must do this. And what I loved about dreams is they say it's different for everybody. Your path is different from my path. And, um, and this is what yours is. So I love that dreams are inclusive of everything. And they say you, you, the way you're to do this is different from what you're currently doing. Don't just copy somebody else. <laughs> and what's your final message for everyone about dreams? What do you have to share? Well, they're your unbreakable link with source. They are your last connection. Like your higher self has sent you here, decided your life was worthwhile and has everything to gain or lose based on how true you remain to your life purpose. Everything. And so your higher self, they're from your higher self. And, uh, you know, this is the part of you that has the ability to pull the plug if you go too far off track. And so dreams are, are your higher self's ability to phone in course corrections. They are the best advice you're ever going to get. That's amazing. Well, can you share how my listeners can book a session or tune into your radio show? Yeah, well, <laughs> if you go, well, tune into KKNW on Mondays between uh, at one o'clock um, to listen to my radio show. And uh, that's every week. And go to dream-analysis.com and you'll get all the different things that I do or a lot of them. Uh, listed on that website. Wow. Well, thanks again for being here today. I've learned so much about dreams. Thanks for having me. And thank you to Eric, my rock star producer, and you, the listener. You can find me at sakurasutter.com. Really love the show? Don't be shy. Drop me a line at sakuralovefromthehip.com. Tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. for another Love from the Hip. And don't forget to make self-love contagious. Go ahead. I dare ya.